Welcome to the Health Buddy Podcast, sharing advice on nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle habits to help you live a longer, healthier, and happier life. Hello, and welcome back to the Health Buddy Podcast. We've got a really cheerful subject for you today, being being Christmas and everyone's happy. I thought that'd be the perfect time to talk about death and why death is my and probably should be your greatest motivator as well. It's a week before Christmas. I'm looking out the window. Everything's white. We're in the UK here. It's been as cold as minus 12 this week, which I know for certain parts of the world isn't isn't probably that cold, but for, for us here in the UK, it's, it's very chilly. Definitely the coldest temperature I think I've ever known in the UK. I've actually only ever been to minus 18 when I've been snowboarding, so yeah, and I was all rugged up for snowboarding. This week has been a very chilly week. I've also had a little bit of a cold this week, uh, perfectly timed in the cold weather. So if my voice is a little bit croaky, then that's the reason why. I'm hoping it gives me a kind of like really husky, sexy voice, but it probably doesn't. probably just means I'm going to cough throughout this podcast. I've got some some hot water here with some lemon and lemon and ginger in it. So if you hear me pause throughout the podcast, that'll be why. There you go. You might also hear the odd clunk of the cup going down on the, on the table. But what I would like to talk about first before we get into death and motivation is December goals, really. I've had a lot of my, my clients come to me, both both personal one-to-one clients and, and in my online group in Health Buddy Academy, who are struggling a little bit to lose weight, which is perfectly understandable this time of year because it's not that they're doing anything wrong. It's just there's a lot going on in December, right? There's there's Christmas parties, there's there's snacks everywhere. If you go to an office, there's usually tins of celebrations and Quality Street and, and Mini Heroes and all these kinds of things. People bringing in mini, mini mince pies. And I tell you what, the supermarkets, I guess they've probably done them for years. I've only found them this year. They do mini mince pies which are like you get nine or 12 in a box and they're, they're kind of like I guess for most people they're two bites for a mince pie that, that that kind of size for me being a pig it's just it goes in one bite so they're quite dangerous as well and they've been floating around offices and, and, and in our gym reception areas and things like that so and there's a lot of things like that going in which makes progress hard and that's just from a nutritional point of view. There's also a lot of other things going on as well. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of change to routine. There's a lot of Christmas pressure. If you've got kids, you know, you're going out buying presents. There's financial difficulties as well. There's all this stuff going on, which makes it difficult for you to lose weight. And then on top of that, because you're struggling to lose weight and you've maybe set these goals throughout the year of I'm going to lose a pound a week. And you've been doing that pretty consistently throughout the year. December comes, progress stops, you get disappointed, you get a little bit more stressed, a little bit more flustered by it all, which makes it even harder to lose weight. So what I'd like to say is December is not the time for losing weight, okay? I'm going to say that again. December is not the time to focus on losing weight. December is a time for maintenance, okay? You want to try and enjoy the season without doing too much damage to yourself. So let's enjoy it. Let's not focus on losing weight particularly, but let's also focus on not putting on 10 to 12 pounds throughout the holiday season. Okay, let's try and maintain as much as we can what we've been doing so we don't do too much damage. So we're still we're still kind of moving forward or we're ready to move forward when January comes. 
we can still enjoy the treats, we can still enjoy the quality street, the celebrations, those mini mince pies and, and everything else you're going to get on Christmas Day, the, the, the gravy, the roasted veg, um, the roast potatoes, the Yorkshire puddings maybe. Um, on our case for, for Boxing Day, we're having beef wellington, so there's pastry there as well. There's, there's a lot of food going in that if you've been on a weight loss program for the last few months or for the year, you wouldn't normally eat very often, but we're kind of cramming that all in to like a five, six day period. So you might have a roast dinner, you might go out, it might be your treat throughout the year, you might go out and have a roast dinner on a Sunday once a month, once every two months with family. And, and you know, that's your cheat meal, your cheat day if you like. But now you're having maybe back-to-back roast dinners. Christmas Day, again, use myself as an example here, Christmas Day at my parents, we're gonna have the traditional roast turkey or, or the trimmings, probably gonna have Christmas pudding, a Christmas cake, there's gonna be the, the sweets floating around the house whilst you're waiting for this food to be served up. And then on Boxing Day, my parents come to my house and we do the same again, we serve up beef wellington, again, all the roasted veggies and all the treats that go around it. We've got a chocolate Yule log to, to serve up and, and you're having two meals back to back that you'd probably only have once a month or once every two months normally throughout the year. So, you know, the damage is, is there from a weight loss point of view. You can't really do much about that. No one, no one's suggesting that you eat salads and, and go carb free on Christmas Day. You've got to enjoy Christmas Day, but you've also got to be a little bit careful of the other indulgences around the meals as well. So try not to have 20 quality street before you have your main dinner. Um, the quality street and the celebrations that the tiny tiny chocolates they, they come in like seven or eight grams per chocolate and yes it's sad that I know that it's also incredibly sad that I've actually gone out and weighed my own mini heroes and celebrations but for someone myself who allows myself sort of 16 to 20 grams of chocolate per day and I do have chocolate every day because I love chocolate I can't live without it so I, I just limit myself to 16 20 grams of chocolate a day it's enough just to keep those sort of demons at bay and to give myself that little treat every day I know that I can enjoy that so then you think oh I'll just have like they're only tiny chocolates I'll just have three or four of these and you know I go and have four of them and bang I've doubled my sort of chocolate intake for the day so that's how easy it is to gain weight in December that's how easy it is to slip off off track off off the wagon and then you feel disappointed and frustrated when the end of December comes. You weigh in, you're like, oh, I'm not losing any weight, or oh my God, I've put on like three pounds over over Christmas weekend. It happens. So try not to overindulge at Christmas. Try and be a bit careful with tracking your food. Still carry on tracking to a degree. Just be mindful of your goal and mindful of what you're doing and try not to do too much damage. But also don't put the pressure on yourself to still lose a pound a week over Christmas because it's unlikely to happen in most cases. So that being said, let's uh, let's get back to the the happy subject of death this Christmas. So this idea for the podcast talking about death come about about a week or so ago. Um, we was the, the cold weather started to hit, and we we started to watch some TV in the evenings um, just to chill out. And we found this new program called Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. I'm sure many of you watching this or listening to this, sorry, have watched that program. It's a six-part series all about living a longer, healthier, happier life, which obviously, that, that's my mantra. That's what I want everyone to be doing. So it's just, the show for me was was awesome. And from the very first episode, for those who don't know me, I have a, I have a huge fear of heights. So learning how to conquer heights was, was a great incentive for me to watch the show. And bear in mind, I'm going to Sydney in about eight weeks' time, and we've actually booked a Harbour Bridge Climb. 
um, to, to see someone tackle their fear of heights by going and climbing a building in Sydney Harbour, which is even bigger than the bridge, was, was great for me to watch. And that got me hooked. But then the show starts to to talk about lots of other areas of, of your life that can can be used to prolong your life, to give you a longer, healthier and happier life. And if you've not watched it, it's a six-part series. I think it's on Disney, Disney Plus. Definitely go and check it out. It's a fascinating program. But it does talk a lot about death throughout the series. Obviously, because they're trying to prolong Chris Hemsworth's life. So they try to like delay his death. And, and they try and talk about death throughout every show. And, and for me, that's really, really important. For me, for a long time, that's been a huge motivator for me. Now, much like Chris Hemsworth says at the start of his show he starts to talk about stress in the first episode. They try to eliminate stress in his life or reduce the impact of stress in his life by actually challenging himself to do more stressful things. So the more he learns to deal with those stressful situations, the more he can deal with that in his day-to-day life and keep keep his stress levels down, keep the anxiety down and the, and the nervousness and the fear, keep all that suppressed and, and learn how to deal with it when it does surface. Chris Hemsworth says why on earth should he be stressed he's a he's a he's a top actor he, he's he's got a lovely family he's got a lovely home he lives in a beautiful part of the world he's, he's got all the money that, he, that he'll ever need why does he get stressed but there are stresses for everyone it doesn't matter how you perceive someone's life you might be listening to this thing in what on earth am i stressed about because because i've got my own business and I'm, I'm healthy i'm well i've got my family and and you know getting married this year we're going on a holiday to australia new zealand what on earth have i got to be stressed about and there are stresses in everyone's life. Some people, you can see it quite clearly. You can see the single mum trying to go around the supermarket, trying to get the shopping, trying to look after three or four kids at one time. Clearly, she's she's highly stressed, and it shows outwardly that she's highly, highly stressed. There are other people, um, Chris Hemsworth, myself, where outwardly it doesn't appear we've got a stressful life, but there are lots of things going on. Myself, for example, I think of of what's coming up over the next year. I've got, I've got a, a three or four week holiday, the other side of the world, we're buying a house, we've got we've got a wedding to pay for within that 12 months as well, and not just pay for, but to actually <laughs> organize. And, you know, we've got family coming from Australia and New Zealand for the wedding, we've got, we've got to sort out their hotels, their flights and everything else. Then you've, you've got the business growth. My business is changing over the last sort of six months. It's, it's switching back to a more online presence which is something I had a few years ago ironically I stopped that just before lockdown hit and I I sort of changed it into an in-person sort of business and now it's going back online and it's going really well and and for those of you listening come and try the Health Buddy Academy for free just head to my website healthbuddy.fit you can try that for a week and you can see why it's going so well but there's a big change there in my business as well and there's a few things there that are are huge huge stresses just the the buying a house and the wedding alone I think they say they're two of the most stressful things you can do is get married and buy a house and we're trying to do both within the same sort of 12-month period so there is a lot of stress there as well but I also get that in my life I've never really known too much stress I've never really known Hardship. I've I've never really suffered with with any major illness myself. I've never suffered any kind of hardship. I've never suffered any grief, or I've never been overweight. I've always been a healthy, active person. So 
at this point in my life, just, just about to turn 44 in about a month's time, I've never really known stress and hardship. Whereas a lot of you listening to this probably have, and you probably suffer it on a, on a daily basis. I get that. In the last sort of 12 months, that's changed for me a lot. But I know that looking back in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. I've always been scared of death. When I was a young kid, I was, I was talking to Haley about this. And, and incidentally, I'll just say, Haley, my partner, is actually going to come and guest on my podcast within the next couple of weeks. So keep coming back and keep listening to that because we're going we're gonna to have a little chat. We're going to keep things really real, really honest. And we're going to talk about things in our life. And Haley's going to talk about something that's really important in her business and what she what she talks with to what she talks about with her clients as well she's a reflexologist um and that's going to be a super interesting chat so make sure in a new year you stick around for that it's going to be a really really good episode but we've been talking about yeah hindsight about um about how i've always been scared of death myself my my dad when he was when he was younger when i was younger he used to work for british rail and he used to go and do night shifts and and i'd always go to bed scared that he wasn't going to come home i'd go to bed knowing that his shift finished at seven o'clock in the morning and i would i would wake up before then and i'm just sitting in bed waiting for the front door to open knowing that he's come back safe and well and that was that was my life growing up i was always always scared my dad had seen a few people that had been killed in his job um on one occasion my dad had actually been the first aider at, at one of his friend's deaths he couldn't save him and he'd seen him electrocuted he'd seen him burned to death and he'd come home and he'd he'd tell us these stories I mean maybe in hindsight wasn't the best thing to tell me but as a kid um it it was great for the for the honest conversation great to be told these things and and not to not to be hidden away from danger and, and and the stresses of life but at the same point it made me very scared of death from a very early age i was terrified that my dad was one day not going to come home i'd sit there at seven o'clock in the morning and the door wouldn't open and or there'd be a phone call in the middle of the night saying that there's been an accident and i was always always worried about that and that's kind of been the theme throughout my life i've I've never really been worried about my own illness or my own death but i've always been worried about the my loved ones and, and their health and and their their safety you know having oscar from from the word go I was always worried about him getting run over by a car I have no idea why that was the fear um I've never had an animal run over by a car before but I was always so careful about that I was so careful about letting him out of the house make sure he was on his lead when he was around around streets and things like that. I was always so worried that 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 would be an issue or that might end up being a problem for him might end up being the end of his life he might get run over I was terrified of that for the whole the whole time I had him and like I say, loved ones becoming ill, it's always a fear that um, that it might turn out to be something serious. So death then, for me, becomes a huge motivator. Um, my, my dad, we've talked about, I've talked about a lot on the podcast before about how he's ill now. And I see the, the medication that he's on, I see the, the um, not the operations, but the tests and the procedures he has to have routinely to to check for different health conditions and to, and to check the effects of tablets and medication and everything and I don't want that for my life I think back to when my dad first started to become ill when he was about 60 years old I think oh my god that's only like 15 16 years away for me I don't want to be in that stage in 15 16 years time where 
I'm then becoming ill and I'm in 15 years time having to rely on medication to to stay alive and to stay fit and healthy I don't want that for my life and for me that's a huge driver you know it's and I see it with everybody I see it with everyone of my clients that, that maybe maybe get to a certain age and they're struggling with 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 arthritis and they're struggling with diabetes and high cholesterol and high blood pressure and all these kinds of things that that we can actually look after ourselves and and that's one of the main reasons why I look after myself as well as I do but I do look after myself well but there are issues at the moment that I'm suffering with and I need to guard against these issues affecting my life so something that I, I didn't really want to talk about but Haley, as I said who's coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks she has encouraged me to talk about this with with her and and um and on the podcast as well and that is that over the last six months I've been suffering with grief for probably the the first time in my life and it sounds ridiculous to talk about how much grief has affected me especially with if, if you don't know me that the grief has come from losing my dog and it's crazy to say that I said it out loud and I think well, oh my god why am I so why has that affected me so much but I've never known grief in my life and then to suddenly and it was suddenly to suddenly lose my best friend who at still at such a young age of, of of just shy of his 11th birthday when I honestly thought he was going to live to his 17, 18 has, has hit me really hard and, and it was hard in the beginning it was hard for the first couple of months and it was it was obvious that it was hard you know it was really obvious that it was hard you, you could see that I was struggling it was to anyone who saw me it was, it was clearly obvious I was struggling in the first two months then you kind of outwardly it doesn't show so much and even for me it didn't really show that much but the, the grief that's under the skin the, the grief that's there all the time affects my body I, I've been ill a few times over the last couple of months because my body is run down because my mind is is overworked because I'm suppressing feelings that I've never had to deal with or suppress before and you have to incorporate things into your life self-care practices that that allow you to cope with these situations so whether that your situation might be that you need to lose some weight might be that you need to manage your stress levels or maybe like me you're, you're dealing with some hidden grief or there's there's something from your past that keeps surfacing and there's something under your skin that's that's really bothering you we have to find ways to to deal with that to manage that and to improve that situation so that that doesn't affect us long term I did go to my GP recently for some blood tests and I did say to her that I was concerned about the long-term damage that me suppressing my feelings and suppressing my grief was doing to my body from the blood tests I'm, I'm, I'm okay and it's not doing a damage but if we don't deal with things like weight loss with diabetes with high cholesterol with high blood pressure with stress with grief with anxiety with fear if we let these things keep attacking our body it's, it's just so obvious that our body's going to suffer and it's so obvious that we are not going to live the longest healthiest happiest life we can and that's why we need to 
do things nowadays or do things now sorry that help us live more days so we, we could look at things like meditation we could look at if we need to grief counseling we can go and see therapists you know it could be something as simple as having a bath every every week or every day just to unwind relax come home from work do a little bit of movement it doesn't have to be a full-out workout okay 20 minutes before this podcast was recorded I sat down with Haley on the floor and we'd done some Pilates for 30 minutes it's a Sunday morning it was a nice gentle stretch um I was actually quite surprised I was expecting the session to sort of get going I thought oh my god I'm gonna this is gonna make me work in a minute but it didn't it was just 30 minutes of movement focusing on your breath focusing on your on your body movement breathing taking time to do something for you switching your mind off from everything else that is possibly going on in your life so it doesn't have to be anything amazing another great thing for me is the ice bath taking some time in some cold water getting some cold water therapy I've waited all summer for the ice and the snow to come so that I could get into my ice barrel and really enjoy some cold water therapy. Ironically, I drained my ice barrel about a week before the cold weather hit. I didn't refill it and I've been unable to fill it because our hose pipe and our outside water taps have been frozen. So I have missed this week of what I was looking forward to all summer, which was the icy weather. So the minute everything's defrosted, the ice barrel's getting filled up. We're going to wait for some cold weather, which I think is coming back again in a week's time. And I want to get out there and I want to get in my ice barrel and treat myself to some cold water therapy. I know probably 50% of you watching this or listening to this, 50% of you will hate the thought of ice water therapy, but it's amazing until you actually try it. And and when you do try it, it's tough. You know, it's it's horrible. I hated the first one. It took me forever to get my my waist under the water in the um in the ice barrel. But then you get used to it and you get you get breathing properly and, and you get used to the the joys of the ice water and and it's great it's it's such a great self-care practice so self-care practices and self-care sundays which are so important as we move forward are a great thing to be doing because we want to we want to reduce the levels of cortisol in our body um i won't go into too much detail but you the fight or flight situation where you get stressed in a situation let's say let's say for example now a lion comes into this room i'm going to get stressed really quickly my body is going to flood flood my system with adrenaline and cortisol so that I've got the the energy in my muscles there to either flee or to fight. I, I can guarantee if the line comes near, I'm fleeing rather than fighting but because that's not going to last very long. But your body gives you that surge of energy and it gives you that power to do that in that short space of time. If you go out and, and you, you know, you're maybe going to get mugged or anything like that in the street, it gives you that, that moment of that energy, that burst to get out and do something about it. But if we're constantly stressed, if we're constantly dealing with grief, if we're constantly churning up the past, if we're constantly worried about emails and work, that cortisol level, that adrenaline is there all the time. And that is not good for our long-term health. That is creating problems such as cancer within our body, within our cells. And we don't want that. So we have to find a way to step away from that, reduce them levels of cortisol, reduce that adrenaline. And we need to have days where we relax. And... One of the best things we can do to relax is, especially in the modern day, is switching off our mobile phone. Take time away from social media. Take time away from work. Don't let them emails just constantly bombard your system. Don't let other people put their shit and their their, their poor habits and their poor lifestyle and their, their poor fucking energy 
onto you. Don't allow that into your room. You know, it is so important, and I've learned this this year, so, so important to spend time with the people around you, the people you love, the people that you care the most for. You know, I I don't want you to be on your phone when you're with your partner. I don't want you to be on the phone when you're with your parents. Be with your parents, be with your partner, be with your dog, be present with that person or that loved one because you never know when when is the last day you're going to see them. You think you do. You think, oh, nothing's going to happen. Every, everything's fine and well. Within 17 days, my dog went from perfectly healthy and happy to to not being perfectly healthy and happy. And we lost him within 17 days. And I never thought that would happen. Um, even looking back, there, there's no point I ever thought that things would go as 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 badly as they did. You know, I always thought he was going to get better. You never know when the last day is. And I absolutely hate myself for every single dog walk I went on where I picked up my phone and looked through social media. When you're walking through a field, you think, oh, he's safe, he's well, and I'm just going to have a little scroll through social media. I'm going to reply to some emails or some messages. I wish I never, ever took my phone out on a dog walk. I wish I was more present in that moment with him every single time. And I'm not saying I was on my phone all the time, but even even if it was just once, I hate myself for doing that that one time. And it's the same with your, with your partner. I know it's so easy to, to sit there on your phone and, <clears throat> excuse me, you know they're there, that's fine, you know, your parents are there, but be present with them, give them your time because there will come a time when they won't be there. i just say that again, there will be a time when those loved ones are no longer there and you never get that time back. You never get the opportunity to to sit with them again, to talk to them again, to hug them again, to touch them again. So please, this Christmas is the perfect time to, to spend time with with your loved ones. There's nothing more important than the people around you. This time of year is the time to eat, drink and be merry. But we can do that all year round with the people we love. So let's try and set that as our goal for January. Let's set that as a goal for next year to, to be more present with the people we love. It means so much to them. It means so much to us. You'll never get those moments back. You don't have to document everything. Not everything has to go on the gram, you know, but just remember the moments. Sit and enjoy some moments. Just sit and have a coffee with your with your mum or with your dad or with your gran. Go and sit with your neighbour for, for half an hour. Have a cup of tea with them and a cake because they're on their own. Be present with the people that matter the most to you. Walk your dog without any distractions. Spend time playing with him, cuddling them, and, and just enjoying every moment in life that you possibly can. Think of death, and not just your death, but death of others, as a real motivator for you. Use it as your motivation to stay healthy and well and to make sure that you exercise. If you're struggling for motivation, which I know a lot of you listening to this are this time of year, it's hard, it's cold, you don't want to get up, you don't want to go to the gym, Use death as your motivation. You want to be healthy and well, and you don't want to be the old biddy in the office who can't get out of her chair without going, oh, she gets out of the chair, and, oh, she sits back down. You don't want to be that person, right? You want to be the healthy, fit person. The older person, when everyone looks at you and goes, oh, how old are you? You're 50. Oh my God, I would never have said you was 50. I thought you was like 38, 40. You look so healthy, you look so well. Get them kinds of conversations going. Get them compliments into, into your life. That's what we want. We want people to look at you and be amazed that you're you know you're the age you are and you're so healthy you're so active you don't want to be the old one in the office that that struggles to move about so use death as your motivation and also use it as a motivation to be with the people you love as well you shouldn't need that motivation but we all get a little bit complacent because people are there all the time one day they're not going to be so let's have that motivation there as well spend time with those as much those people as much as we possibly can 
Okay, this might well be the last podcast of the year. I'll try and squeeze one more in. We'll see how it goes. But this may well be the last one of the year. So please, please, please take that on board. Use death as your motivation. I use it for mine. It's my focus every single day. It's what gets me out on a cold morning to go for a run or to go in the gym or on a Sunday morning to do a Pilates session for 30 minutes. It's what gets me out of bed to work and to keep looking after my health and also to stay present with my family and my friends and my loved ones. So please, please, please do that. Um, January's coming as well. You can work with me for free if you sign up now. We've got a new group starting in January, the Health Buddy Enrichment Group. That's going to be a great little group. It's really going to help everybody in January. It's a real, real low cost. And if you sign up before January, it's actually free. So head over to the website healthbuddy.fit if you want to work with me one-to-one. If you're interested in the enrichment group, just pop me an email, mark at healthbuddy.fit, entitled enrichment group, and just ask for some details and I'll, I'll send you all the details that you need and we'll get you enrolled in the enrichment group for free before January. Other than that, if I don't speak to you before, have a great Christmas, spend time with your loved ones, have a lovely time, and I will speak to you all again in the next podcast.